Hey everybody, it's Stuart Thompson. I wanted to direct you to some things that I would like you to listen to in addition to this great podcast. I have a fantastic album out called Dandy Man that I made with Radland Records. It is my first comedy album and I'd love for you to listen to it. It's available wherever you download your comedy. Pandora, Apple, Spotify, Tidal, you name it, it's there. I'd also like you to listen to Luke on Bill Burr Presents The Ringers. It's available at those same places wherever you stream and download your comedy. Pandora, Amazon, Apple, you name it, you can find him there. He's got a great set on that collection of comedy. So listen to my album Dandy Man with Radland Records and Luke on Bill Burr Presents The Ringers. Thanks for listening to those things and thank you for listening to this episode. Welcome, everyone, to the Late Night Podcast with Stuart and Luke. I'm Stuart Thompson. I'm not. That's Luke Schwartz. We got a great episode coming your way with uh, New York comedy booker and all-around good person. (laughs) All-around good person, Luisa Diaz. She is awesome. Uh, It was my first time getting to talk to her. uh, Mine, too. Yours, too. But you know her a little bit from Twitter. Internet friend. Internet friend. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we had a great time talking to her. Uh, So many gems uh you know we get it's a little uh inside comedy bit but i think it's um applicable to anyone that listens to this podcast will will know what we're talking about and yeah it'll be good it'll be uh so get ready for that um if you mm-hmm. like this show and if you like this podcast why don't you friggin do the clicking and subscribe and tell my friends and also get candy lad uh yeah <laughs> subscribe to this podcast like and review it please mm-hmm. uh, follow us on the socials at the l8 night show the late, the late night, night show, show. we're on twitter instagram there i'm at Stuart b thompson on all the socials so please uh follow me for updates on what's going on with mm-hmm. me i'm on i'm on clubhouse now Ooh, luke's on clubhouse yeah. how is clubhouse it's it's the wild west over there. Everyone's either talking about Bitcoin or FBI negotiating. It's very weird. <laughs> it's a weird place, man. Uh, what a what a we fun could possibly binary. do a weekly or like a we could do a show there and get some guests and stuff and and uh, do okay. a show on it. Would be fun. Do you get? To, is it video or is it just audio? Just audio. Okay, so you just have a conversation with people. Mm-hmm. on the audio bit okay well, yeah that's something to consider let's do that okay and then also <laughs> by candy lad it's called dandy man my album uh is yes on... my album's called candy lad oh right your, so, your so album you buy that one yeah yes, you can please, buy that everybody. one too. and uh, please uh buy or download my <laughs> album uh it is um i just submitted it to i just submitted it to sirius xm so hopefully it'll be playing on there soon and um cool yeah but it's available anywhere right now that you can Dandy listen. Dandy Man. Yep. It's uh, you know Amazon, Apple Music, uh, Pandora, Tidal, Spotify. Huzzah. All the regular Lime spots. LimeWire. Yeah. Napster. Napster. Apparently that's still a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you can hear it on all those places. Is it? It is. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, when you, when you go to submit it, there's like all these crazy places that you know music and comedy stream and uh, i can't believe he stole that idea from a sleeping seth green from the italian job (laughs) 
I love that movie, by the way. The, the, uh, yeah, the, I drive a Mini, and it is. I am in that movie all the time, taking sharp turns through people's houses. Yeah, with gold bricks in the, <laughs> in yeah. the back. That's that's a, that's that's just a fun movie. I'm I'm all for mm-hmm. an action movie. I watched a couple. I think I watched a couple action movies uh, last week. I watched the oh, Mummy. Wow! I rewatched the Mummy. Oh yeah, great. Movie. There's the Mummy collection on HBO Go that they have. Yeah. Um, Scorpion King is in my queue, believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you just get some of that OG rock. Yeah. Uh, it, a great date night movie. If you are watching with Anna, I will recommend on, also on HBO, my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time, Drumline. Just came on HBO <laughs> Go and it is friggin' rad, bro. It rules. What do you like about Drumline? I've seen it, and, but I want to know it's what a, you like about it. First of all, it's fun, okay? Mm-hmm. Nick Cannon in his heyday and his element, and he, he he's he's a suave little boy. He looks great, and <laughs> he. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's the classic like hero's journey of like rise and fall and rise again. It's mm-hmm. wonder, and the and the music is is great. It's so it, engaging and fun, and like the big. The big closing numbers are like etched in my brain. It's great. I love it. The performances are it's it's wonderful. I do love a southern marching band. Those are all they're always fun to watch. Mm. It's you know I think these are like HBCUs too. I think they're trying to to uh, I don't think they're real schools, but they're like emulating that. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing it years ago, and I remember them like there was some scene where like. He the he and the love interest are like trying to start over. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's uh, it's what's her name? Uh, 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 uh Zer. Is she's it? She's the green one in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, um. Oh, jeez. Why is this? Um, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So the, what the the while you look that up, the point of the the scene is you know, he's you know he's trying to start over with her, and he's like, "What's your major?" She's like, dance. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I play drums. <laughs> well, the thing about the dance thing is, oh, it's yeah. Zoe Saldana. Like Zoe the Saldana, huge A-list yeah. movie star. Yeah, she plays. She's, yeah. Um, she moved on to big science fiction movies, and he started wearing turbans. So, you know, it can go a lot yeah, of different ways. He was, he, well, he was wilding out. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, but uh, she, she, I don't, spoiler alert, she's a... Uh, like her parents don't want her to be a dance major because they don't think that's a real major. Right. And so, but her major before that is philosophy. So it's hard to understand parents that would be okay with a philosophy major and think that is more useful than a dance major. Yeah. I mean, I guess it just, it sounds posh or it sounds like high class. Yeah. So I guess people yeah, find it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, and also like, what are you shitting on philosophy? It's, it's pretty, that's a good. No, it that's a good. perfectly fine major. It's, a, you know, it's it's good if you want to you know be you know, learn how to argue and you know if you want to get be a the, philosophy professor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah I, I have a I have a friend who like was hoping to be a lawyer, but you know that's anyway. Oh yeah. Um. Well, maybe uh, I'll Anne and I will have to check out Drumline. Um, yeah. Or some good other date night movies. I would recommend Twister. Holds up and uh, Tremors. Really fun. I've seen Tremors. Uh, yeah. Recently. Daytime horror rules really fun really yeah fun. um all right well let's get into this episode with uh luisa diaz everybody bye with the fuckers see you soon
Welcome back. We're very excited to talk to a uh, someone who's new to my life, uh, but someone who uh, wow. <laughs> Luke knows, uh, but someone who I've gotten to know through her uh, very uh, insightful and very fun podcast, Why You Mad? It's Luisa Diaz. It's very nice to meet you and very nice to see you. Nice to meet you too, Stuart. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. I've uh, I, and thanks for inviting me into your life. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, very, it's very intimate. Yeah, yeah, I don't get to I don't get to meet a lot of new people uh, lately, and it's uh, it's Why refreshing. Well, <laughs> I'm just a bit of a shut in these days. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, just I get the world shy. Is so so wild out there sometimes. Yeah, I just you know I I like I like these four walls and uh, um, the fourth wall keeps us safe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's like I feel safe here. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's very it's exciting to get to. I don't know you. Luisa either. Yeah. we've never met in person. I don't think. Right. I don't think so either. Um, I know you from Twitter. That's right. Yeah, internet I like, friendship. I like, yeah, internet friendship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but you know what's weird is that during these pandemic times, I feel like it is the internet friendships that are flourishing. You know, like it's been harder to keep those friendships going that were based on like seeing each other regularly in real life. Yeah, totally. You know, which reminds me of like. You know how when you, if you were in school for a long time in the same like area, mm-hmm. uh, and if all your classes were like sat by alphabetical, you know, mm-hmm. you would always like sit next to the same people for like years, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then so then people would be like, "This is my best friend," and I was always like, "It's so weird because it's like you're literally just friends with the people that they like forced you to be around for eight hours." And then people do that with jobs, mm-hmm. you know, that like all their best friends right. are people they work with, and. I have always gone out of my way to try to like make friendships outside of that. Mm. And then in this time when it seems Renegade. like, yeah, but it, but now it's like, those are the things flourishing. Everybody had some of those like yeah. parasocial relationships and internet relationships. And, um, even what do you call it? Pen pals, right? Sure. Some people have taken up writing mm-hmm. long emails and letters. Um, so it's been a weird kind of shift in the what counts as socializing. I, right? I would join us an an app called Pen Pal. An app? Yeah. <laughs> so you would just send DMs, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, no tweets, like, just but DMs. If, but if it could like be through the mail, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, but it should. <laughs> so but it needs to be an app. Wait. So would the app you send your email out, and print out your tweet? Yeah. And okay, it would print out your email, and you'd have to send back the the password, and then wait a couple days for that to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Verify so your email. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you send yeah, a letter. No. Yeah. Um. So you're so you're taking up making apps now in the pandemic. <laughs> you know, I'm a going? hustler, and I've I'm all about the grind. Yeah. And really? I have to make still, that dollar. Yeah. In 2021, still, you're about the grind. Yes. Yeah. Uh, entrepreneur yeah. is on my bio and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Oh, and Luke lives in Oakland now, so you are part of the startup world. So yeah. I, I totally oh. get it, assimilating to that Yeah, I'm culture. a Silicon Valley. Yeah, that's what I am. <laughs> I see, I see. Which yeah. is cool. Is it? <laughs> I just said it was. <laughs> yeah. So okay, fair, so there's fair. that. Yeah. yeah, in the yeah. world if if we think about, you know, speech act theory and, you know, if you <laughs> if you make a declaration, you've changed your words to fit the world you want to live That's in. That's right. And, I'm nice now. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, okay. And you've got changed it, I got the it. world to fit your words. It's wow. a two-way street. 
I think I'm going through culture shock right now with LA culture right now. Yeah, <laughs> we're, West, we're West, very West Coast. Like mind yeah. cerebral if you think about it. Oh, is it? Are you? Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty in the brain. Yeah, I was just talking to a friend recently who described um, California people as the type of people who do acid to like be better workers and meet their <laughs> their goals at their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Like that is hilarious. Yeah, no, it's insane. What are you What are you guys doing over there? Uh, we microdose friendships and everything else. You know <laughs> what I mean? I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't want to take think too we're much. We're flaky, but we're just we're engaged with everybody. Okay, I see. Mm. Um, people think we're mean. I guess right. Mm-hmm. On but you're schools. direct. Thank you, Luke. Yes. Thank you. See, yeah. you guys are nice over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a, I, I mean, you know, Luke and I are both, you know, California born and raised. And um, yeah. I do get this yes. feeling when I go to New York and I don't want to uh, just I, have and this I be love about visiting, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want it just to be about LA, you know, <laughs> California versus New York stuff. Uh-huh. But I, I do feel a bleakness uh, even as a visitor when I come to New York. Okay, okay. Is this about the pee smell again? We're still. <laughs> no, it's it's still. not it's, it's not even a smell. It's just a it's yeah. just it's just a, a looming feeling. And it's right, like the tallness of the buildings and the shadows and stuff. I, right? The buildings make the pizza better. That's what I hear. So <laughs> I mean if you rub it a little bit on the side of the building, yeah, you yeah. Can get that, that New, York New York flavor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now you get it. Yeah, um, I guess... I like oregano, I mean, personally. That's what I put on the pizza, but not a I building. I guess I get... <laughs> on the, put it on the building. Yeah. Um, I guess I, don't, I get the looming... Fe- no, I don't get the looming feeling. I feel like... Because uh, I'm not from New York. I've lived here like 14 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. I came from Miami before that. Mm-hmm. And Miami is actually kind of like L.A. Um, sure. Uh, pretty similar, you know. It's a little more Latin, I would say, or... I guess LA is very Mexican versus Mexican. Central American. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and then I was going to be like, oh, it's like less homogenous, but that's not true. Miami's all, it's like all Cubans, apparently. Like it seems like from the mm-hmm. outside, but then right. inside it's also all. But anyway, um, it's similar in that, like in Miami, I would say almost nothing was built before like the 1970. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know? And so everything is like painted the same color. All the sidewalks are fucking like shiny and new. <laughs> like everything is just like it popped out of a box for people to make a, a living here and like live here, yeah. you know? Prefab city. Exactly, exactly. Those are the words I was looking for. A and mixed when city. Ugh, and when <laughs> I went to New York for the first time, when I came to New York for the first time, instead of that looming feeling, I got like this like electric feeling of just like life just doesn't stop here and it's like history history and like even just the layers you know like people hate like the fancy new buildings next to the old-timey buildings you know Mm. they're like oh they're ruining the skyline i'm like this is amazing this is crazy that's how life is shit just grows in between things you know like yeah Yeah. ruining my childhood (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, female ghostbusters yeah i yeah i long for a time when i can afford to like build a container home in an old neighborhood like just tear down whatever house is there and just like build my own wacky like super practical 
home that <laughs> perfectly serves my needs and no one else's. And I don't, yeah. I don't care how it, if it's an eyesore. I really don't believe in that. I, but some people are like, but resale values. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's mm. like, this, I'll be happier if I live like this. Yeah, it's got to be life has to keep moving. And I, I, that's what I like, a, a mark of a city where like life keeps moving. And maybe it's just a like... LA and New York, I mean, LA and Miami always seem like too new to me. <laughs> you know, Maybe. like everything hmm. was just. I always uh, thought so. the biggest difference between LA and New York is like, is, is three hours. They're really yeah. very similar. I think it's that's a very yeah. similar style of life, except for cars versus subway. Like, that's, yeah. that's kind of it. That's a solid observation. I can, I can get on behind sure, that. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, it's factual. <laughs> and so many people are bi-coastal. Well, not nowadays because of this, not anymore. this whole pandemic, yeah. you know. But, yeah, yeah. Man, so, so you, 14 years in, in New York City. Wow. Have, and you've mm. been, have, how long have you been booking comedy in New York City? Oh, man, like 10. Wow. Something around there. Yeah, maybe 8 to 10. I don't know. I didn't... Um, Start, I didn't set out to do so. Uh, it was very few my people goal. do. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people kind of, I wouldn't say fall into it, but it's uh, they find their get way dragged there. into it. Yeah. yeah. Comedians have strange. responsible friends, and they're like, "Hey, you're unemployed yes. currently. What about exactly? Could you help? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They put you to work real quick. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess the difference, I think. Oh, is this going to be me bragging? This is going to be me bragging. Good. Um, the, the difference, I think, with most people's story of, like, how they got into booking and, like, why maybe I have, like, friction with them sometimes <laughs> and stuff like that is because um, in most cases that I'm aware of, the people who got into booking, like, accidentally did so through a relationship with a comedian, as you're saying, right? Like, they dated them or, like, family or close friend, or they worked at a club and they were, you know, like, a waitress or a bartender or a manager, right. and yeah. they were just around a particular set of comedians for a very long time. And so they start doing some kind of job either for that venue or for those comics. And for me, it was the opposite. I was, like around watching comedy so much that like comedians didn't know me i wasn't friends with any of them <laughs> they were just like you know who would know if anybody's doing this premise this fucking girl that goes to every show <laughs> and then they just like start asking me questions and just like um the first sh almost every show i've ever done that i've ever worked on was because a comic asked me to and in most cases it was, it was comics i barely knew and they just had heard good things about me or respect my opinion um things like that and i just agreed to work with them on the basis of we'll make a good show together Badass. you know what i mean yeah and then they comics were the ones who recommended me for jobs like real jobs like jfl and club booking and stuff like that and um i tried all the stuff but i think because i wasn't like motivated by like let me be the most successful little industry gal in the world. Yeah. Um, it just, uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't my thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm an anthropologist. I'd much rather finish my book about you guys one day. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the job. Yeah. An outside observer. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, I fucked it up because yeah, the cardinal yeah. rule you is like inside. you can't get involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I definitely got involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I now will have to make it like a joke ethnography i guess i guess uh, so. like a tongue-in-cheek yeah i guess yeah. an anthropology uh you know dissertation with an asterisk 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like when they put up you know Hall of Fame numbers for the guys who took steroids in baseball. It's just like it's yeah. like they got a little too You're into the it. Barry Bonds of comedy. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have a good a good like I observed this tribe for ten years, mm-hmm. but I need to dedicate an entire chapter on the ways that I'm compromised. My point of view is well, compromised. Didn't the people <laughs> who lived in tribes, anthropologists, didn't they live with the tribes? I mean, that's that's involving. Yeah. Exactly. And by observing then, something, don't you there? But like, isn't that something smart people say? You change it just by observing it. What's it that? That's true. That is a that is another fact, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so you're good doing, at this. You're doing good with the God facts. Damn. Yeah, I like this. Crushing this yeah. fact, fact podcast. I, I like how organically you got into uh, the comedy world. You know, you just enjoyed it as an observer, and then you know, slowly but surely, you know. Your world Comedians started definitely melting with... notice the same audience member all the time. Like, we'll if we see you a bunch, we'll be like, mm-hmm. sick. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what I got a lot for probably like a year, maybe a year, like two years, was just like, uh, so you're a comic, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, constantly. I had, be, I had comics just be like, uh, do you want to go up? Do you want... You Is sure? that you want to go up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you look very guesty. No. Yeah. 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 No, thank you. I do not want to go and up. And then when you say so you don't want to go up, you, that's the most attractive thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, exactly. God, exactly. she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's what we've been looking for. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm an honest laugh. Like, I, I am an easy laugh because I also enjoy, like, the attempt. And mm-hmm. I enjoy, what like, I under- if I understand what you were going for, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. I am a generous laugher, but I am also not a fake laugher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> what are the it'd first be honest shows feedback. that you started going to? Did you go to, like, clubs at first? Or were they always, like, alt venues or... Clubs, yeah. yeah. So, because I was, like, a teen in Miami. So, the thing is, like, stand-up was probably like in the way that when you're a teen you discover a particular genre of music and then you like go learn everything about it yeah stand up was that for me oh wow and so when i was like yeah. 17 i went to uh see carlin like in a big freaking cool that's awesome thing uh what do you call that like a state not Aridium? a you know, arena I mean, a, arena a, arena like a big theater a big, big theater. theater there we go and um, then when I was like 19, right? Because also remember, I'm not even 21, so I can't even go into the clubs and shit, right? A lot, so, of, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so then at like 19, I had to go to traffic school. And did you guys know at least when I was 19 that comedy clubs used to do traffic school? They still yeah. do. They, yes. they still do, right? Still a thing. Yeah. I, and I still don't really understand. <laughs> it's like, bad. I went. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it's so bad. But I, I don't understand what they accomplish. I assume it's a morning zoo kind of feels like. Listen, we all gotta be here. We all gotta get through this, and exactly. we're just gonna make it fun. <laughs> yes, and as a grown Please. up now, having worked in comedy, I realized that this is just like a, a local comic getting a paid spot, mm-hmm. and they'll just yeah. fucking do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're like book fine. A cruise ship. Yeah, so they're like, I'll fucking host this and hand out the fucking little tests and have a whiskey while you finish your stupid little tests, wow. you know? And yeah. uh, mine was at the Coconut Grove Improv. Okay. Where, and so it was like the first time I got to go in an improv. And oh. I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did you do to amazing. get in the traffic school? I don't even remember. I just had tickets, I think. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't I don't recall. Outstanding warrants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I exactly. want something so we, salacious. Don't, don't ask these questions, but come on. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm just good at this. Yeah, so it was just that kind of thing where I had very little access to live stand-up growing up, and I was like a kid, right? So yeah. I, I did the like records, and then I remember mm. Comedy Central came out, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. 
And then uh, when I moved to New York for grad school was when I was like, holy shit, this is where it's all, all the stand-up is here. All of it, yeah. And yeah, and so I just started going to clubs because I really had no idea where else to go. So I went to all of the clubs in New York City, mm-hmm. like a bunch. When did, um, when did you arrive in New York? It was 14 years ago? It was... Uh, like 2007-ish. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I would start going to the clubs and, um, you know, I exhausted my friends very quickly. Like the right. friends that I had here, yeah. friends from work. Yeah. I just moved here. My boyfriend at the time was like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to go to stand up again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so then it, it was this like dilemma where I was like, I guess I'm going to go see stand up alone. Is that weird? I'm going to do it. And Peeling I started back going layers. to clubs alone which is even weirder like we yeah. think of all shows alone which mm. is like kind of fine yeah. you know but clubs clubs alone is fine if you're not in the first row oh dude but it's weird there's this club cbs that's like it used to be a, a couple blocks down from the cellar mm-hmm. and they would straight up save me a seat every friday because they're like they just knew that i would come alone and it was like this one corner bar table it's super funny <laughs> Did you that's love it? So, yeah i mean that's i loved great. it it was really that's great that's so cool it was great, but it was ridiculous. I was like spending so much money paying the drink. I literally started drinking when I was 29, okay? <laughs> when I was in graduate school, like done with graduate school, basically. Okay. <laughs> because I was like, the only way I can go see comedy is if I buy two drinks. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to drink it. <laughs> and that's how I started drinking. Um, but outside of this club CBs, you know, I basically just went to all of them. Mm-hmm. Um not even based on lineups, just to like see who would be there. Mm-hmm. And then Louis Katz, you guys know Louis Katz, Love him. yes, friend of the show. Maybe. Yeah, has he been awesome. on? Uh, I don't know if Louis's been on the show. I have his we, phone we, number. It's fine. I, I, I start. I started in the Bay Area as well. I'll text and so him. I'm text him and ask him. Familiar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Yes, he's a Bay Area boy, right? Yeah. So uh, Louis was um, performing at CB's, mm-hmm. and um, like the show ends and everything, and then I leave alone like a weirdo. You know, I use mm-hmm. the bathroom and then I leave alone. And when I'm walking out, Louis was outside with Grant Gordon. You know, Grant. Love yes. Grant. Yeah, and I actually didn't even like really meet Grant until like years after that because it was just this weird interaction, which was Louis came up to me, and he was like, "Hey." Like, he stopped me, you know, I'm leaving. He's like, hey, you. And I'm like, uh, yes, comedian. <laughs> and he was like, um, you know, I feel like I see you a lot, like at a lot of the clubs. And, you know, it seems like you're seeing us do the same material over and over again. Like, you should be going to these shows where we work wow, out. Wow, that's so nice. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it was really nice. And it was funny because we had a weird conversation where I was like explaining to him that I didn't mind seeing the jokes mm. over and over because I there was something I was watching for in that, too, you know. And he was like, no, that's cool. But I think you would be the kind of person that would appreciate these shows that are usually free. They're in weird spaces. We're doing like uh, new stuff. You'll see a lot of the same guys that are here, but they'll be doing new material, you know. Mm. And I was like, holy shit, like, how do I find these fucking hidden shows? (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) how do we do this? And he is very OCD, if you might know. And so he would like put all his shows on his calendar, like even all like bar Mm -hmm. shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is like right after his HBO special, I think. So he was getting booked everywhere in New York on everything. And not to say like anything about how he is. It was like 2010, 11. (laughs) When is this? Uh, Yeah. Maybe 13? Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, around then. I don't know. I'm just sorry. Oh, no, and then maybe it wasn't the HBO special. It the was the dirty, Comedy Central, the, the Dirty. The Dirty thing. Yeah, the... Yeah, maybe. 
a, was it a tell that hosted that? Oh, I, no, I, it was, I think it was Jim Norton who hosted that. Norton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It was something yeah. where he had just gotten some TV thing. Yeah. yeah. And um, so he was like on all the shows and mm-hmm. he was like, you could just check my calendar and then you'll see shows on there. And so like I literally just stalked Louis Katz for like six weeks <laughs> and I went to every show in New York City that he was booked on. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was like, OK, this show seemed fun. Like, I'll come back to this, you know, mm-hmm. or then comics started talking about like, follow me on Twitter. So I was like, OK, let me get on Twitter. <laughs> you know, and I like <laughs> literally just pieced it together from like showing up to all these shows Perfect. and then being like, write down this guy's name. This is pretty funny. <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And then a few years later, it was just like, well, listen, you're always here. Why don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start helping out, okay? Yeah, yeah exactly. Put some chairs away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put some chairs away was usually the one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and that's not that different from the way a lot of comedians, I mean, at, at least my, that was my experience, you know, getting into yeah. comedy, because I got into it, I, th- I think I saw it on TV for the first time when I was 12, but I didn't really think it was just something that they let anyone do. Same, yeah. Yeah, it, it felt they very. Don't. Well, <laughs> they don't. It's true. Yeah. They, do, they don't. They don't. And they do. Like you know, it's yeah. it's not like it's not like they hand you know like people are handpicked by some sort of like nebulous tribunal, but they're right. they, you know you people kind of it felt so distant, and so yeah, I remember starting to hang out at places when I was eighteen or you know you pre twenty one, and I remember the the one thing I was excited about turning 21 is being able to go hang out at those other clubs. Drinking was secondary at best. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that you, we came about it in this similar way, because I think that's the difference I was trying to say from like other industry people originally with my brag Mm -hmm. was that I didn't conceive of comedy as a job first. Mm. I conceived of comedy as an art first, you Mm. know, like I understood it as an art. (laughs) <laughs> no, a martyr maybe a martyr, a martyr maybe. yeah definitely yeah because this capitalism will crush me under its heel um but it, as it does it, as yeah, it is want to do exactly but it was just like i think that's the 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 crux of the difference with me and my peers a lot is that a lot of them they encountered comedy in the context of it's making you money Mm -hmm. first you know like they encountered working comics first and they thought how can i also make money off of this right and that was not even like my fifth thought i feel like (laughs) there's a lot of industry that were like booking something else and then started booking comedy yeah they were like booking comedians to do yeah music Mm -hmm. or yeah just yeah same thing with managers and agent Mm -hmm. like talent um talent reps sorry they often like wanted to be sports agents or like Mm -hmm. celebrity reps you know and then they get hired stars want to be comedians and comedians i know i know but imagine some some silly junior agent and you just want to like work with football players and you get assigned to the comedy desk (laughs) and it's like here's i don't know the exact opposite (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah, they love Deion sanders growing up and they're just like well you could talk to stuart thompson it's like huh <laughs> yeah Greg maybe some greg proops for yeah. you know? yeah great great match there yeah. for that talent talent rep relationship um, i wanted to ask we have a few uh like just booking like questions and what your get your opinion on stuff what is the ideal venue for a comedy show is it a club is it a theater is it a bar 
is it a um it is a medium to smallish dark room <laughs> um <laughs> with good good acoustics low ceilings um yeah. and i say that like i Talk personally specs. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah i personally prefer uh bar bar shows like uh my perfect room is a good dive bar that has a separate room in the back yes. that has a closing <laughs> door that has good seating for like no more like seating for no more than 20 or so 25 maybe mm. but can fit a bunch of people like christian standing up in the back you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh basically cabin <laughs> i cabin is uh, forever gonna be the thing that i describe as the perfect room uh even though it had a lot of problems it was the back of a bar you know sure um but the whole vibe that it creates to just have that like hangout and like the comics at the bar in between their spots mm-hmm. and like even coming from other shows in between their spots at different venues and like stopping by to see who's on. Yeah. It, it makes for the best kind of experience for a real fan of comedy as well as for the comedians, I think. Right. Mm. Um, but clubs, some clubs have been able to achieve that kind of feeling. I do ultimately think that like wait staff and shit, is not ideal for comedy. Yeah, you know? it really isn't. Yeah, I'm against the check spot. Um, yeah. So are most I, comedians, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But fucking people that run um, clubs, they're not concerned with no. what we think. I also <laughs> they, love right, the comics who are like, I love the check spot. If you can't do the check spot, you can't do comedy. It ma- and it's like, well, it's it made not. me hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, like, don't tell me you're hard my now. Teeth. Uh. No. You're also just like telling me that you're abused and then you're like right you're learning to like appreciate it, it. Yeah, yeah exactly i'm being like i made it through which i should say you know as a new yorker i have to admit once in a while i'm like am i am i being like i'm new york tough and that's why i love this horrible <laughs> subway train station or whatever the fuck right, right. Yeah. but well you're as talk- long as you admit it <laughs> yeah you're talking to yeah. two guys who work the door at the comedy store so mm. we're we're very yeah. familiar with, uh, wait you know, staff. well, not just wait staff, but just like <laughs> learning to uh, try to make the most of a potentially like mm-hmm. rough or a borderline abusive situation. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing against the store, but like it, it, it is no, a, yeah. it's a, no, it's a whirlwind. Nothing against it. <laughs> nothing. No, 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 really. It's like, I, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Luke, I, I don't have anything against it, but no. What <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But That's it's Luke having something. Well, I'll I will say I I agree with you. I think with every venue I've ever worked on in comedy, uh, with the exception of maybe the Knitting Factory, the Knitting Factory treated us really well and treated comics really well mm-hmm. for the most part. That's and cool. they paid us to put on a free show so that we were able to pay comics even oh, though wow. there was no door. Because right. we, I love we that brought show. people to drink. Yeah. Well, that was the so, old Hannibal show, right? The yeah, and then Hannibal gave it to, to dudes from Chicago. Kenny yeah. and Will uh, and, uh, and Clark. Clark. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then those guys gave it to um, three girls here in New York. Cool. Um, Marie and Amy. Uh, no, Amina. Shit. Whatever. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so yeah. long since we see our acquaintances. I know. Yeah. Sydney. That's the other person. Oh, yeah. my God. Washington. I'm so sorry. Nobody from New York. Yeah, Sydney, Washington. Yeah, exactly. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so they were pretty good, and um, but almost every other one, even in a free show, <laughs> like the thing that I think everybody, including comics and people who want to produce, need to understand is like 
most people who are putting on comedy or letting you use their venue to put on comedy are not doing so out of concern or love for comedy. Uh, most often, it is not just an attempt to make money, but like through the other things of like selling drinks and, and yeah. food and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's like the fourth attempt to make money, <laughs> like <laughs> like at bars, you know. At bars, the common yeah. thing is like um, poetry you know, night didn't work. <laughs> exactly, yeah. poetry night Jazz didn't work. Night Bingo didn't work. night didn't work. <laughs> Trivia night Trivia, didn't work. Yeah. Uh, karaoke is An good, open but mic, they can't maybe do that every night. Yeah, though these exactly. losers will buy drinks. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the redheaded stepchild, as they used to say. I don't know if that's still okay. Uh, <laughs> and. Um, it is very much like a d last ditch effort by venues sometimes to be like, let's see if we can get some people in here. Yeah. So they don't respect or care anything about the art or like, you know, the artists or like any of that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then clubs, they do like to pretend that they do, but ultimately they are running a business in most cases where they are, it's like a flawed business model where you are dependent on one particular kind of labor that you are then not willing to pay for yeah while selling other pro like it doesn't it doesn't make sense I, you it's know a, a while ago i did accept that as a comedian i'm basically an alcohol salesman <laughs> and yeah. yeah and that they pay you in alcohol too the oh, they yeah. give you and like chicken drink tendies. tickets yeah 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 so it's like uh it's pretty messed up dude <laughs> yeah it's, it could be better yeah yeah, I always yeah. thought I always thought a, a comedy is like a, as for a venue. I do a back room is great, but if you have to go up or downstairs, I always Bad. think that adds to like some kind of feeling and mystery to the show. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I yeah. like I like down. I don't yeah, like up. Down I, like, cool. I like down as well. The yeah. the venue that there I'm thinking of two venues in San Francisco. One was where um, the setup. You know, yeah, the setup where yeah. I, I got to, I got to record an album there right before the pandemic I've heard hit. Good things. Uh -huh. Yeah, and you know Luke was on yeah. the show, and the openers um, were great too. Yeah, Luke was one of the, <laughs> Luke was one of the openers, and he did a great job, mm -hmm. uh, as did um, Anna Valenzuela, um, great, Name very job. funny comic, and my girlfriend. Uh, she did great. <laughs> hosting it and so but there is a little bit of a down you come in there's the bar and it, it kind of resembles what you've described it has that room in yeah. the back and uh, it it feed it seats more than you know just 20 people it's at like Not 65 it's 65 really, really? But that's good too mm -hmm. what's that that's good too around yeah. like 65 yeah, i think under 100 is yeah a i used to do setup. a lot of uh tell your friends liam mcanini's show in that mm. basement of Oh God! What was that bar on Broom? That was just tiny. It was, I think it was called Lolita, which is terrible. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, and the and the and we used to get they he used to get like Eddie Pepitone and Todd Berry and like Hannibal yeah. and like to come through and do a basement show for I don't think there were more than ten seats. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that is one of the things that. Um, people I think don't discuss often enough maybe comics do actually but like fans I don't think realize that one of the reasons that New York is like a comedy town in that way for stand-up is simply the layout like the fact that it's like a small island like usually we're talking Manhattan it's everything's on trains and you don't have to park a car so mm -hmm. like comics come to New York come to Manhattan and they're like I can not just do the three spots at this club, but I could also go hit two other clubs. I could also mm -hmm. stop by every bar show between here and there, mm -hmm. see if they will throw me up. Yep. And then they become friends with the bookers and the hosts of those shows, and they have 
10 spots in a night all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just easy and convenient to be able to, like, hit a bunch of places all at once. Yeah, and I, I do... I, I love the I love the idea of and that. I love to visit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I love doing that for uh, I've I've loved doing that for like a week at a time. Uh, yeah, when yeah. I've got, when I've gotten to, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I lived and barked. I barked there for three years for Broadway. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It was uh, it was great. I learned so much. Did you? Yeah. Sure. Name one thing right now. Go. Uh, you know, the oh, I, f- I forgot which way the avenues go and which way the streets go. <laughs> avenues are north, south, and streets are east, west. Uh, no, that's wrong. I'm, Is it? No, I think I that's think right. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Avenues run the length. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. You're right. I, I, I <laughs> you never got something. good at comebacks. I I know I learned that I'm not great at comebacks because like people do? Be, people do like I like sit down comedy and I go <laughs> you know like that would be <laughs> best comeback. You got burned by the people on the street. That's yeah. Hilarious. One of my favorite stories. The guy's like stand up comedy sucks, and he's like he's one of four people in two couples. He's he's hot and his chick is hot too. And he's like, yeah. comedy sucks. I'm like, yeah, well, you're you're cool, man. Really cool. And he's like, thanks. And I was like, yeah, cool guy, bro. And he's like, thank you. And then he, like, I just complimented this dude and yeah. walked away. Yeah, you know, comedy's all about doing it because you enjoy the little things. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's little details. Mm-hmm. So we're creating your an ideal situation for a show. What is... You know, let's say there's comics now asking for this for spots at this ideal show. You know, mm-hmm. what's the worst thing comics do when asking for those spots? Oh my god. <laughs> let's see. Wow, and it's also been like so many months since we've had shows. Do you know you have that time it did, to reflect it, on it? <laughs> yeah, no. Do you know that it did take a few months for like the request for spots to stop when the I'll pandemic bet. started? Yeah, like they still like you know there were like comics who I think were like this is probably gonna be over in like four weeks. Let me ask about like it should have June. Been. Yeah, and so then they're like, <laughs> what about June? Can mm-hmm. I get booked in June? I'm like, I don't, there's a pandemic. Like I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna answer we'll these emails anymore. Yeah, exactly. Dude, we don't so, know about tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, um, it honestly. I don't think there's it's terrible. Most comics are pretty good about it. You know, I feel like the good thing is reach out by email whenever possible because all the social media stuff like I'm yeah. drunk, <laughs> you know, like I'm looking yeah. at DMs while I'm drunk. Why are we doing this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I, mean, I booked you for this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Do it. Let's do it. Um, and, you know, most comics know about, like, send a clip, especially if the person doesn't know you. You mm-hmm. know, for me, it was, like, very common that comics, like, would email me after they saw me at a show where they performed, you know? So right. they knew I just saw them, right? right <laughs> so right. they would be like, hey, I just saw you. It was great seeing you at the show. Hope you enjoyed my set. I would love to do your show. That kind of, mm-hmm. which is great. Works fantastic. So all this to say that, like, the bad ones are mostly an exception. And they are mostly men, ugh, <laughs> to be honest with you, who are fucking well, rude so are and comedians. entitled. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> like women, women cancel a lot uh, because there's less of them. So they get more offers for spots when they're like hitting stuff and, yep. you know, people are liking them or they like visit a town or something like that. Right. Yeah. There's um, more demand for sure. Yeah, exactly. And then men, there are it's just 
you know, some dudes that are entitled. Uh, I had like one guy once that like, he wrote me about doing the knitting factory and he wrote me an email, right? And then I did, like didn't write back, you know, he had, oh, he actually did have a clip, but it was like a 30 second excerpt of oh, like, nice. just like, like a joke <laughs> out of the middle. Yeah. Of, a, of an actual set, I guess, but it didn't have a punchline. It was just like him yelling about something. <laughs> and so I was like, no, you know, so I'm not going to fuck you. So I just moved on. And then like four months later, I remember because in the email he said, Luisa, comma, it's been four months since I asked for a spot on your show. One of us is not doing our job. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I was like, do not respond. Do not respond. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who do you think is the one not doing their job, buddy? <laughs> Who's yeah. like, what are you like, talking the about? The show is still happening. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm, I'm doing my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. He, so was, he like, was more correct than he knew. Yeah. 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 So it's it's very rare that you'll get something like that, That's or like awesome. more often it is um, like passive aggressive stuff, like maybe sure. like in person. You know, I think it is silly. You should probably not do that kind of thing. Or like if you encounter a booker <laughs> in a social yeah. situation <laughs> to like make passive aggressive comments about like, oh, but I guess you don't ever want to book me. <laughs> you know, oh, something wow. like that. It's like, yeah, fucking weird. Dude. What's like, worse, you- the passive aggressive or mm. sucking up? Uh, and please like up. this question. Um, I do like this question. Good question, Luke. Um, but, but I personally would say the sucking up. And I, I think that maybe like a lot of other bookers would disagree because they like the sucking up. <laughs> and sure. Because, but, but would because, they admit it? I don't know if they would admit it. Mm. But I came to observe so like the fact that like they noticed me i'm like oh shit <laughs> you know like oh why are we talking to me <laughs> i'm like f- focused towards the front of the room right. um so i don't yeah i don't enjoy it it's um i'm kind of insulted by it because it kind of like assumes that i'm here to network also you know like i'm here uh-huh. under some kind of like false pretense to be seen and make connections it's like no i came to see if there's some jokes and cheap whiskey <laughs> like what, what what are we doing? I'm trying here? to have fun, damn it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Can you stop ruining my life? Jokes and cheap whiskey is yeah, yeah your album title. That's great. My album title. Yeah. Just rant of rants with no punchlines. <laughs> or you yeah. just you're just sitting at a comedy show and it just picks up you going, ha, 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 that is funny. <laughs> I just want yeah, to say that was, that uh, men are different than, <laughs> than women when they date. Yeah. 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 Or me or just me being like Oh, this is my favorite one coming up. Yeah. This is my favorite. <laughs> but, all, but all the comedy you hear is like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, this is the yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah. I just want to uh, say one more thing about the e- the emails. Like, I love that they. Her emails. You got yeah, <laughs> but but her emails. Uh, yeah. The the guy was being entitled and then had just video evidence of being entitled. It's like because yeah. it wasn't a joke as well. It's like I'm yelling. Here's yeah. video a evidence clip. as well. That's awesome. Thirty seconds. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what a right? power move. I know, and not even like the first thirty seconds. <laughs> like just a thirty second. Clip. A thirty seconds. Yeah. 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 So what about? What about audience? Because, I mean, you know, comedians aren't, you know, comedians are really nothing without audience. And yeah. so when it comes to, like, an ideal audience, you, you talked about wanting it to be small. But, like, is there anything else that you would want in your ideal room out of an audience? Um, yeah. Part of the reason that I like the bar show 
um, as a venue is because um, clubs bring a very specific type of person to the club, right? Um, and very alt shows and like extremely alt spaces, you know, also bring a very specific audience, right? Yeah. And mm. because of that, the people who book those shows and the comics who perform on those shows, they are serving a specific audience, whether they're aware of it or not. And some, I think, are aware of it. I yeah. bet they are. Yeah, and when you have something where it's a bar show in a high-traffic area where you are having regulars that come back because they're fans of comedy, and then you're also having people who wandered in because they were in the bar, mm -hmm. and also having people who came on a first date because they live in the neighborhood, um, and mm. have this kind of mix where you do have the ne like newly discovering stand up and like mm -hmm. can't believe they're having such a great time in the back of a bar and yeah. the like regulars that were like, I thought this lineup was gonna suck, but I freaking love these people, you know? That yeah. Kind of stuff. yeah, yeah. So um, I I feel like that makes for the greatest energy in the room because there's like constant moments of surprise, and yeah. it also makes it harder and better for the comics you know because they can't just like apply one tactic to winning over this audience mm. oh that that's really fair i Hell always yeah. hate what a cool I, answer yeah <laughs> no I, I i like that a lot there was something that i always hated when either i was performing at a club or when we were when luke and i were seating at the comedy store and like a big party would come in and i was like oh well these people oh. can team up against us because yeah. they're they're already unified for whatever reason. They're a I th work I th thing. It should be capped at a party of four in a club, but it, I mean they'll never do that. But like when a party yeah. of fourteen comes in, you're like they have two tables. It's just gonna be yeah. not as good of a show. Yeah, and it's... I think the seller caps it at eight. Mm -hmm. That's good. So I want to say, but even yeah. that is too many. I but I understand yeah. why they would do it there. But like that's a yeah. decent cap. Yeah. But ha yeah. having that having that diversity, the audience allows for like none of them to. They're each having their own experience, but they they just come together as an audience and nothing else. Yeah, exactly. Whereas at a club, you know, my least favorite thing about doing shows at a club would be like, or just watching shows at a club would be seeing when there was like a date, a couple on a date, and it was like super obvious that the dude yeah. was the one who wanted to go to this show and yeah. see this lineup. <laughs> right. And the girl just like progressively like wilts throughout the show, you know, like she starts <laughs> yeah. looking at her watch and the yeah. phone because then nobody, like none of the lineup is anything that speaks to her. It's, it's, it's maybe just she just like, doesn't like comedy and the yeah, guy, like, exactly. yeah. And this guy didn't even consider that. So to me, this is like a person that I'm seeing, like you're, whether you liked it or not before you're walking out of here being like, that sucked. Mm -hmm. And that's where all these people, because there are people who are like, oh, I don't like stand-up. I don't like comedy. I'm like, how do you not like because laughing? Because they, <laughs> they, they got picked on, and that's not yeah. fun. And they're on no, like, they, a first date with whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the picking on is one thing, too. But even just, like, when it's just, like, six white dudes doing jokes about their wives, you know, and then you're just like, well, fucking, this is, like, a boys' meeting that was not for me. Like, why am I, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, what is the point of this? Whereas <laughs> when you are challenged by the audience as a booker, right, let's say, then you purposely put people on your lineup who are different from each other. And I don't mean that, right. like, oh, race and age and whatever the fuck, but, like, content and style and point of yeah. view 
because the white guy talking about his wife and playing basketball because he's tall will sound and look better in between people who are totally different than him than mm-hmm. in between other people who are going to have like a, oh, actually, I disagree with Ted about fucking the Knicks. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what are we fucking, a morning show about sports now? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are we doing, guys? It's a, yeah, it's a radio call-in show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's... The thing um, with bar shows that I, that mm-hmm. will always be like more risky than a club show kind of is just the the drunk wandering in like you said like some mm-hmm. people wander in from the bar yeah and sometimes that makes for good but sometimes it's like really sometimes disruptive bad. terrible yeah. bad like not yeah. they don't yeah. get it and they're they're yell and like disrupt the sh- but I, I overall i do agree that the like, yeah it, it, uh, but it you guys have you you're used to the store which is a well-staffed club compared to most clubs i would say mm-hmm. it is yeah the, the store yeah. does a really now. good job in yeah in the in the room in the rooms that they have i really like they, Dude, they try and do it when i booked stand up new york they had like so they wouldn't get rid of the check spot because they couldn't get security so they were worried about people leaving without paying their check if they let yeah. the show end, you know? Mm. So they, like, refused to get rid of the check spot. So because they could only afford to have uh, one person in the front who was, like, the bartender and checking everybody in in the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that everybody gets seated and there's one server and a host. Oof. And mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Skeleton crew. Yeah, exactly. And so then there is no, like, there would be, you know, rowdy people sometimes in a club just as much, especially if they got barked in by, like, people, like, tricked them into buying. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly, by Luke. Mm. Um, Then (laughs) they... I felt so bad about it. Yeah, it's, I know. It was you terrible. I, I, I never went up to anyone. I always stood off to the side and went, if, if you want... I, I, you don't have to. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I get exactly. this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So they were, you know, it would be up to the poor waitress on duty to try to like get the guy to shut the fuck up or leave or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I think yeah, that happens that's everywhere. That's not even part of her job. I would. Exactly. I, no. Yeah. Most of the time, they would just be like, "Oh, fuck it." There's a guy yelling in the. <laughs> in the yeah. Show. If you have a microphone, deal with it, bro. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And it comes down to the comic to be the one. Mm-hmm to police the room which for is years at the store the, the door guys us you know us you know very muscular and athletic individuals yeah mm. were, were the bouncers yeah exactly <laughs> and there's a lot of people going hey, come on yeah man don't make me have to do this uh like <laughs> yeah yeah we hired security guards like midway through us the boom midway through me working yeah. where yeah it was, it was great. like, hey, maybe, maybe we should have people who are, like, good at this yeah. and do this. <laughs> Once we started selling out for over two years, they thought, maybe we should get uh, some get this actual is a good security idea. people yeah. instead of comedians. Ch- it changed the place and made it so much safe, easier and safer. Felt maybe, great. Maybe these sensitive, latent adolescents are not the best at policing a room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're yeah, just going to cry. It's like, man, sit wherever the fuck you want. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah. This guy who looks like my dad was mean to me. <laughs> like, or even worse ch- is like we'd always talk shit because we felt entitled because it was like it's a fratty place at the store and we're like we're yeah. the big dogs there. And then, you know, someone who doesn't know anything about the store will walk in with a, a frame and just be and, and like we'll fight someone and it'll go badly for the yeah, person ex- that had too much yeah. ego. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Stewart got punched. Yeah, I, uh, I I got I had to break up a fight between two comedians um, <gasps> on a on the. They got clocks. I got. They hit I, Stewart. I got I got grazed, um, and I look I look like nothing's ever happened to me, uh, and I especially looked like that then. And uh, the um, I was trying to get in between these two guys that were starting to come to blows, and then one of them tried to reach across and then you know graze my cheekbone with uh, with his fist, and um, it, it worked out okay. Like I wasn't seriously hurt, but that's. It was funny when I got hit. They're like, "Oh, now we need, really need to break this up." This, this <laughs> it's has It's funny to because I was gonna make a joke about it being because of like Mencia and Rogan fighting, but it turns <laughs> out, yeah, it was the comedians, comedians fighting yeah. again. I've yeah. also, I also, oh, I also got, I got spit on by a comedian fighting with another comedian. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah, yeah, breaking it up and shoved a little bit, honestly. Wow. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's pretty rude. Yeah, so it's a dangerous job. People don't realize. It's mm-hmm. like a uh, fisherman, you know, what is it? Fisherman. Crab and fisherman. then like crab fishermen and then yeah. ice road truckers and then us. Yeah. <laughs> and then comedians. Yeah, exactly. comedy yeah. people in the trenches, yeah. Yeah, You're dealing, we're dealing with emotions and egos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how long do you think a show should be? Yeah. We talk Not- about this a lot because we deal yeah. with the comedy store and... You know, other shows. Oh, and that's right. You guys do those ginormous lineups. Never-ending show. It gives the, me a headache every time I see somebody post a lineup Those are the okay store. because that's like that's a tradition. It's been established. It's yeah, nine o'clock yeah. until two. Like yeah. it just goes. And people just like float in and out and stuff. No right? one's expecting yeah. you to stay the whole time. No. See, yeah. And there's a second wave at like ten thirty. Okay. But like you know, main room shows usually are a set time and a set time like two shows that are like an hour or whatever but like even but for like bar shows independent shows if you're running a show how long do you like it to be no longer than 90 minutes yeah Hmm. i would even say i underbook it yeah so like i book it one spot shy always so that i can throw somebody up if somebody (laughs) is around that i would like would like to throw up but mm-hmm. if not, then we finish at an hour 15, and that's lovely. And we yeah, yeah, that's so yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it leaves the audience yeah. wanting more. It's like That's the whole thing. It's like, you like don't, a movie. Yeah, you don't want to get to a point where like people are yawning in the front row or like mm-hmm. starting to like droop and look at the watches and stuff. So Bar shows are sometimes like two hours. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, why, bro? Yeah, why? I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> comedians are running them. And they either the host themselves can't shut the fuck up and get off stage. Yeah. yeah. Or the host can't say no to their friends and they keep throwing people up. Uh, and yeah. they fuck up their own show. Yeah, we would we, we would see that when can you can you tell it's my pet peeve? <laughs> I, you know, thank you for answering so honestly. It's a, it's the correct answer. No, we, we'd see it with bringer shows. You know, yeah. there'd be these never-ending showcases oh, that God, would best. end up being like it would be like three hours on a Thursday in the main room, and it'd be like the main room at the comedy store would seat like three hundred fifty people, mm-hmm. and it's like a Las Vegas style showroom. Yeah, and there'd be just fifty people in the front pit. Yeah, you know, seated, just scattered. watching, just yeah. I mean, we try to see them close, but they'd be scattered by the end, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's like, all right, we got another one for you, and it's like, I'm like, I'm just looking for something to shoot myself in the yeah, face with. Yeah, exactly. It's just like I'm going to die right now. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to watch comedy for me. Do you still <laughs> do you still watch a, like when you were booking and even watching it for so long? I I would have assumed you got sick of it, but did you? 
No, um, I did watch it. I did not get sick of it. I actually would say that the only reason I booked was because I was like, well, I'm already watching <laughs> and I'm already yeah. like, making lists of when like, I get involved. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like literally, you know, it started with people just being like, hey, you know, um, you remember like when people started giving each other shit, a, a lot of shit. Well, I guess it's happened several times <laughs> of not about now booking women. And so then I would just like I, I didn't even work mm-hmm. in stand up at all. And I would just get text from like a, a booker or a comic running a show and they'd be like oh i fucking need to put more women on my show can you tell me what women are funny <laughs> and be like, yeah yeah i can do that you're, <laughs> you playing, I mean? like, you're playing like fantasy baseball with, yeah with comedy. exactly oh my yeah. god you, you know what i would say to people all the time is that uh i think of it as kind of like um what are those fucking people called uh the the ones who go out and try to find new baseball players from like scouts. 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 Thank you so much. Can you tell I'm not a sports fan? Um, so, <laughs> are you a sports I, ball person? <laughs> I'm, I'm not a sports person, but I feel like a scout because I, um, I actually let, I'm, I don't really enjoy the finished product as much as I enjoy the process mm. of it being made. So I really only go see theater shows uh, probably like once a year, you know, like a big mm-hmm. headliner. Usually during New York Comedy Festival, I'll just like pick one, like go see a Mulaney or whatever. Mm-hmm. But usually I much prefer to see everyone doing shorter sets where they're working out material that ends up being an album, you know. Mm-hmm. I enjoy then hearing the album and seeing where this ended up after I saw it live a bunch of times, you know. Yeah. Um, so the wait, what did you ask me? I just forgot completely. <laughs> Uh, something about scouting and oh, about scouting. Uh, That's what it was. You yeah. didn't even ask me. I totally volunteered it and then I forgot. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm less interested in that, but I'm like really into who's gonna be coming up. And I don't mean that in the sense of like whoever is already around doesn't is like old news or whatever, but just like it to me, comedians and comedy is like a never-ending tide of like people get interested and lose interest and move in and out and. I never stop being somebody's fan if they stop doing stand-up or they stop being funny. I'm just like, well, they're not funny right now. (laughs) They might come back in five years or ten years and have like a hit album or a great podcast or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I just take the long view of it. So I'm interested in going to the places where you're going to see people that are not already being booked everywhere and people who are just like defining their voice Nurture. Yeah, I guess. Do you, are, do, well, I don't know if you nurture. No, I do don't you nurture. Take I don't... Yeah, you just observe. You're <laughs> anthropologist critique. about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hurt feelings sometimes. Oh, my God. I don't mean to, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure people do come to you for advice, though. Yeah, yeah, I do get How do you handle that? Um, get funnier, dweeb. <laughs> no, you know, I think, thankfully... For the mo- for the majority of the time, um, like people who came to me, I think re- expected me to be honest, so they weren't, mm-hmm. so, you know, they weren't expecting sugar coated stuff. And I'm I can I can get you know the way that I tweet is not the way that I would give criticism, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> really, um, yeah, yeah. So okay. I can actually be kind and nuanced and such. <laughs> and um, yeah, so like I would totally just help comics with things like packets or with picking tapes to send for submissions or um, you know picking versions of a tag all this kind of stuff Mm. and um, it did get to a point where it was like a lot of people started to ask me uh, I would say like around 2018 and (laughs) I just like could not handle the volume of of just like strangers like comics that I did not know 
who would reach out to me on social media and like get my email somehow and mm-hmm. be like I started stand up a year ago <laughs> will you watch my tape and like tell mm-hmm. me you know and it's just like oh god like I know this is not going to be good <laughs> and I don't <laughs> I have a, a million other emails and then I'm going to have to sit yeah. there and have a, a basic conversation with you about like yeah you know your pacing is good and do, you know your stage presence and find your own voice and like yeah over and over and over again so I did do for a minute that co- coffee thing where like people could pay me five bucks to ask me a question and mm-hmm. that worked actually pretty well. So people would like mm. that I didn't know. So I told f- comics, like I would like tweet about it and be like, like if I know you, you could just email me and I will try to get back to you as soon as possible. But yeah. like if I don't know you, I'm sorry. Like this is the only way I can filter it out. Filter it out. Pay me five dollars, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so then some people would send me like packets that way or tapes that way, and I did. You know, you paid me five dollars, so then I'd like sit there and be like. You know, you had a really good premise here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, we, it, I can see. Shows you know, a lot of premise. Yeah. That would, <laughs> that would, that would turn you into some sort of Oracle type of person. And, yeah. you know, it sounds like you found the right boundary for that. I, uh, I think so. And the podcast honestly helped a lot. Um, because, uh, people write emails and it's like, obviously not specific to them, you know, like feedback to them, but like, bigger questions just about how to be an artist how to exist in capitalism and and comedy and all this stuff and it generates like good conversation and a lot of people get to then just write and be like thank you this is like what i wanted to hear and it doesn't have to be me answering individual emails (laughs) you know yeah you can kind of you can spread the word faster yeah yeah. and this is uh why you mad with uh, your co-host jake flores who's a buddy yeah yeah nice guy he well. is nice. No, he's he's nice, but like me, he has a problem with his yeah. online online he's persona. Normal. And we got along. He came to the store. We hung out. It was he was cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a nice boy. Mm-hmm. Why are you mad? It's kind of like the Joker's question. You know what I mean? And it is a little bit about us being Jokerified. Um, wow. <laughs> Some yeah. people just want chaos. Why are you being so serious right now? Yeah, yeah. And uh, taking stand-up <laughs> so seriously. Uh, it's really funny. Like, we'll just, we'll be talking about, like, French philosophy. And then we end up being like, and then we saw this person do stand-up. And then we're like, this is very specific. <laughs> or, and, or did you see this person's tweet? And so it's, like, uh, really great. We get just, like, random so, listeners who are yeah. not even in comedy, you know, like, mm. um, who are other kinds of artists. Um, and they will just, like, write and be like, honestly, I had no idea that stand-up was like this. <laughs> and they're just like, <laughs> I didn't know that you guys had fucking Nazis, like, all these problems, you know, like, they're just like, what? Yeah, it's fascinating. But mm-hmm. that it does always connect to whatever kind of art they do, because obviously they're going through similar things of where, where do you draw the line of what you sacrifice to get better at the art that you want to do? And when how do you value it through the value of a dollar or not? Um, mm-hmm. All of that stuff. So it's yeah, the podcast has been um, mo- much more satisfying to me. So I, to be honest with you, it's why I realized like I shouldn't be a manager or an agent is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it wasn't I I don't want to be responsible for anybody's career especially because I am not going to tell you to do the marketable thing and yeah. that's right. that's what success is you know what I mean 
I'm always going to tell you to like be true to yourself and shoot yourself in the foot and burn the fucking bridge. <laughs> and that is not good career advice. That's good like self-realization yeah. advice, <laughs> right. but it's not good career advice. So I discovered that through the pod, even though like I never wanted to be a front of the mic person, I've never done stand up. I never did an open mic, anything. That's cool. I, yeah, like, ugh, I don't, I don't know. It, like, even the podcast, I was surprised. But um, once I got used to hearing my own dub voice, I was like, okay, I could do this. And I liked the conversation. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I could do this where, where nobody's looking at me. Podcast is wonderful. You just talk. It's, yeah. it's, there's no pressure at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm doing it with a friend who he basically, well, he had me on his podcast, a mm. Pod Damn America, which is like a, like a leftist political one with a bunch of comics. And their it's their podcast is very successful, and mm-hmm. so whenever they would have a comedy topic like Louis fucking taking his dick out and shit like that, Louis C. Cats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other one, the other one. Um, they would invite me on as like the comedy correspondent, and then like Steve That's Hernandez a- of LA. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like, former neighbor. We lived in the same building. Oh, really? Yeah, we did. Me and Stuart, we used to live yeah. together and across from Steve. That must have been dramatic, I bet. It was, <laughs> it, yeah, a lot of, like, just seeing through the window body parts all the time. And just, stuff. Yeah. yeah, he's just I so vivacious. So, yeah. yeah, so much positivity. Yeah, yeah. so Steve was uh, the person that tweeted at us. It was just like, hey, man, when are you guys going to do a spinoff? I love these conversations. And so it was just <laughs> like. Podcast guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Shout out to Steve as usual. <laughs> uh, I got one more question because yeah. I do want to touch on the um, the leftist element of like you know that you you and Jake bring to why you mad is like, but I want to apply it to comedy. Is there a way to run a comedy venue in a way that doesn't feed into the you know the capitalist model that is that at the end of the day very destructive. Well, okay, so I do think it's possible. Wow. God damn, Stuart. The (laughs) hell was that? That was crazy. I'm here all week. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What the fuck, man? Great question. Luke, write some of those words down. Look them up later. Um, Man, whatever. Because Louisa, my my lady, Anna... Uh Uh, loves your podcast and she turned me on to it and she's a you know she's moved more into the I don't want to tell her story but she's moved more into the democratic socialist realm and learning more about it and she turned me on to your, uh, Why You Mad yeah. as she was exploring this. If I don't put a rose in my profile am I a bad person? No. <laughs> okay. No. I can still be DSA? Yes. Great. Yeah, okay. I'm not DSA, but I'm thinking of doing it because we just should. I guess it's the smart thing to do to just join the big group that's trying yeah. to push things in our direction. So I'm thinking about it. But um, I, you know, to answer your comedy club question, like I am torn because I do think it is possible. But one of the big problems is just the owner idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Like because everybody automatically thinks co-op right but right. the problem with running a co-op that is a talent based system mm. or, or running a talent system based on a co-op system i guess is that it would not be a good show to put up people because they clean the most toilets right yeah like right. contributing the most to running the venue does not mm-hmm. make the best performer uh-huh. right yeah and at the same time, the best performers might not necessarily contribute to your venue. So yeah, then right. you end up automatically like cutting out a whole section of talent 
right? Right. And instead of rewarding talent, you reward labor, right? Which sounds right. like a leftist ideal, but it's not an artistic ideal, right? Right. Yeah. So then you think like there has to be a curatorial voice or like a, a, a person who's like making that decision, right? Of making the call of like evenly distributing the spots, let's say, where we do have uh, like the second person to go up every night is a newer person who got in through their labor and everything they contribute. Uh, but the headliner is somebody who doesn't have to contribute anything. They just are like a visiting person, but they're famous and they will close the show out. That kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. But then the problem is that person there's two ways that it could be like it could be like you have the co-op and you run it like a co-op and then you collectively pay me to be your booker to, to be your ethical booker let's call it right yeah but then you run the risk that i go crazy with power and i still base my booking on nepotism or credits or yeah, some other right. shit that is n still not a talent-based system right right or let's say i am like well i'll be the owner Right. So now I got to go fucking find a bunch of money and buy, find, buy a venue. And then no matter what my intention is, my priority always has to be paying the bills and like having the license yeah. for the liquor and like doing all the wow, shit of running yeah. a business, which means inevitably like compromises, I think, start to be made about mm -hmm. talent, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, just to pay insurance. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's when you start being like, well, now we got to do two drink minimums and now we got to only book these famous people, even though their audience mm -hmm. is all right. Or like, you know, right. uh, book celebrities that don't even do stand up because it's, they, they had a scandal recently, <laughs> you know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't really think that there's a framework that anybody has presented to me or that I've thought of that would be like a, a sol perfect solution. Sure. Um, I don't want to discourage anybody from continuing to try to think of one. Um, I, the, the closest in the one that Jake has pitched to me is the co-op who pays for a booker and then the booker would be overseen by like a group from the co-op who... <sighs> yeah, like wow. an ethics board? Yeah, yeah, kind of. And then also the booker would be up for replacement every so often and would have to be voted back in to stay, you know? So it's not just mm -hmm. like you're the booker forever until you get fired. It's just every right. year, let's say, we, we will reassess whether you should continue to be the booker. So wow. yeah. that, I think, is probably the most successful. But then that still, like, requires you finding a group of like-minded comedy people that are leftists that want to run this with you like it's like so that many are also ads. funny <laughs> yeah that are also funny also, also funny yeah. also in the same part also of Noah the Booker world that would be ethical yeah exactly like mm -hmm. it yeah, everyone's got to sign on to this <laughs> yeah. and and that's still in a capitalist society exactly too, which yeah. is mm -hmm. another bummer yeah that and you then have you, to contend with and you have to figure out how you're making the money right so Mm -hmm. If you're charging at the door, then everybody who's performing has to get paid. That's, you know, there's mm -hmm. small ethical things like definitely mm -hmm. anybody who calls themselves a leftist should not be doing a show where you're charging people at the door and not paying performers for any reason. Yeah. I don't care right. if they're new or like they dropped mm -hmm. it. Like any, I guess dropping in, maybe you're doing them a favor, but um, it, we got to figure out, like, I think. Uh, it's like an art problem specifically, you know, wow, that, yeah. uh, the co-op thing, it might work, but it just won't be perfect. It will definitely go through a lot of, um, 
growing pains and it'll definitely also the thing is it'll also have a really different vibe right so like mm -hmm. the room imagine going to like a room that's like a run by a co-op and so like the bartender is always different and it's always like you know like it's not the vibe of a club and it's not the vibe of a bar yeah. where there's people who are hospitality people there ready to yeah. be you yeah. know like that kind of stuff so I don't know. I I would go if somebody opened one. I would go check it out. <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, but you're not doing it. it no, I'm not like, doing it. Well, yeah. I, I don't want to own property ever, and I don't want to be a, a boss like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. too late. Because yeah, <laughs> you're a, you're a, a boss girl, lady. classic girl boss. Classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> what a cool thing! Right yeah. back at you, Luke. Thank you. Hashtag. We we can all be girl bosses now. I think so. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, uh, Louisa, it's been lovely talking to you, and um, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, and, thank uh, you guys. I really appreciate it. It's been great talking with you. I hope we can do it again soon. Yeah, oh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully the next time we get to talk to you is in person. Yeah, exactly. I actually yeah. can't wait to go to LA. Yeah. Yeah. It's been yeah. I didn't mean we'll to say it like I didn't want to go to LA before, but that's okay. I guess that's how it came out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm excited to come to New York and come with uh, some renewed perspective. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. look, and a I week, can't a wait week to pester fine. you with booking requests and uh, <laughs> and really suck up to you. It'll be oh great. My God. I'm gonna block your email. I'm gonna block your email right now. Okay. Right I don't now. use email anyway. I yeah. use only DMs. So oh, great. Perfect. Just I'm just going to block you on Twitter. Okay. Make only uh, slides. Well, <laughs> say um, hi and thank you to your girlfriend, Stuart, also for listening. Love to hear I'll let it. Her know. I honestly, again, not to be anti men or anything, but I love hearing that women listen to the show because. I don't um, think that's anti men at all. Yeah, you know, so many podcasts are honestly like very by men for men, you know, so mm -hmm. it's like really good. Finally. Yeah, it's really nice to. <laughs> Here's finally it's our turn <laughs> yeah exactly you guys finally have your platforms but we're, <laughs> we're getting in there we're getting a little quarter so yeah yeah i appreciate it a lot that's awesome cool very cool all right, all right. bye guys bye, thanks everybody. for listening what the fuckers yeah <laughs> <laughs>